are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. It's been a hell of a journey, and it all comes to a head tonight with your Bachelorette finale for Rachel and Gabby. Crazy-ass season, to say the least, and we get it all wrapped up in a nice little three-hour bow tonight on ABC. Also, I want to talk about something that's going to go up in the column in about an hour, and we're going to talk a little Dance with the Stars from last night, the premiere, and hopefully get to a little uh, sports takes for you uh, in regards to what I talked about yesterday. I've got some numbers that will blow your mind if you haven't heard them by now. We will get to that momentarily. As always, you know, this podcast this week brought to you by Athletic Greens. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is go visit athleticgreens.com slash realitysteve. Also, podcast brought to you by First Leaf. First Leaf makes it simple to discover new wines you'll love. They learn your tastes, then deliver quality wines right to your door. Sign up today, and you'll get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash realitysteve. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash realitysteve to get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. All right, let's get going tonight. It It's over. It's finally over. We're going to get our answers. Everybody, the speculation, all the stories, all the misreporting, all the misinformation, that people have been thrown around out there. It all comes to an end tonight. You are going to get your answers to everything. Now, for people that, I don't know, have been under a rock for two and a half months or haven't listened or are kind of confused on what's going on, I'll just give a short, somewhat short, summary of where we're going to be at tonight. So each woman only has one guy left down in Mexico. Rachel has Tino. Gabby has Eric. Both of them get engaged, and it's a three-hour show tonight. So you're like, wait a second, there's only one guy left for each of them. So they don't have to go on two final dates each, and they don't have to do a dumping of one other one. How is this going to be three hours? Well, I think the biggest thing is going to be the post-Mexico footage that we're going to see. The Rachel and Tino is going to take up a lot of time, I'm guessing. So not to mention all the live segments they're going to have in studio. So where we're at is this Rachel and Tino got engaged in Mexico and they broke up. I believe I don't even know the timeline of when they broke up. What I do know is they broke up post show because Rachel told Tino she wanted to give the ring back when she moved to L.A. and just date. Now, there's a lot of speculation behind that. I don't know the reason for that. We are going to get that tonight. I'm guessing Rachel is going to tell Tino. I'm sure she's told him privately, but we're going to find out publicly tonight why she felt the way that she did and why she felt the way. And like I said, I've heard both ends. I've heard the reason Rachel felt that way was because once they got off the television aspect of this relationship, Tino was not the same person. 
I've also heard that Rachel just didn't feel like being engaged anymore. I have no idea which one is true, so I'm not going to speculate. But I have heard both sides, so I guess we'll find out tonight what it is. But while they, after Rachel had told him this, Tino obviously not thrilled uh, in regards to hearing that the person you're engaged to doesn't want to be engaged anymore, wants to give back the ring. And during this murky period in their relationship, whatever you want to call it, he kissed another woman and he ends up telling Rachel this. And this is the preview footage that we see at a happy couple weekend in California. And that's what they're arguing over. So my guess is Rachel probably doesn't believe it was just a kiss, but I don't know that for sure. I just know that Tino is the one that told her because he just didn't want there to be any secrets between them. He screwed up. He owned it and he told her, but that is the reason they are not together anymore. And it's certainly something that's believable and certainly something that Rachel has every right to break up with her fiance for. He broke her trust. He knows it. She knows it. And she doesn't want to be with him anymore. And I think tonight you're just going to see Tino apologize publicly for what he did. And he's going to just basically lay it out there of I screwed up and even though we were at a point in our relationship where I kind of didn't really know what was going on, no excuse for what I did, shouldn't have kissed anybody, you know, let the emotions get the best of me, uh, I was, wasn't thinking for myself, you know, my ego got involved, whatever the case may be. Um, but it's not going to change anything. They're not getting back together. They are broken up, and that's where that relationship is. The Gabby and Eric one is a lot trickier. I have no idea where they're at in their relationship. I guess we'll find out tonight. It seems to me it would really be tough for Gabby to stick through it with Eric Schwer based on the high school blackface photo that came up, that story that she had to deal with, the ex Amanda that released the text messages that I spoke to last week. Seems like that would be tough to get through, but I'm not Gabby. So if she wants to give it a, you know, a a good old try, then who am I to say no? Do I think it'll work long-term? No, but she has every right, if she wants to, to try and see if it'll work with this guy. But, um, you know, she's got so much going on in her life right now. She's too wrapped up in Dancing with the Stars to where they might already be broken up. Like I said, I have no idea where the relationship stands, but we will find out everything tonight. I know that's the biggest thing that you want to know. Now, That's what you can expect on the three-hour show tonight. In addition, it's going to end with the official announcement of Zach as The Bachelor. And they are going to meet, Zach is going to meet, I'm assuming, five of the women on his season. Because every time they've done this in the past, number one, it's always been with The Bachelorette. They've never done it for The Bachelor. It's always been with The Bachelorette, and The Bachelorette always met five guys. So I think it was like three or four seasons in a row. I'm pretty sure Rachel met five guys. I think Becca met five guys. I know Hannah Brown met five guys and maybe somebody else. They did it like three or four seasons in a row where they, when they announced the bachelorette on the, after the final rows of the bachelor finale in March, they bring out five of her guys. Well, Zach is definitely meeting five women tonight at least. And we'll see, you know what that entails, but that's definitely coming tonight. So be prepared for that. Jesse talked about something interactive for the first time in Bachelorette history or Bachelor history. I don't know what that is. 
you know, introducing the five women isn't anything interactive. Maybe we get to vote for something like we get to vote which one gets a rose. I, that's very possible. Something along those lines. He did say it was interactive, but Zach's going to meet five of his women. And I will say this coming up in about an hour on my website, I will notify you on Twitter and on my Instagram stories. I've got some information in regards to Zach's season that I'm going to post there. So um, you're probably getting this around 8 a.m. Eastern time, this podcast, in about an hour, around 9 a.m. Eastern, my column will go up and I'll have some information uh, in regards to Zach's season that I'm sure you'll find interesting. And we'll go from there. But yeah, it's crazy, but we're going to have so much to talk about tomorrow in regards to what Tino said and what Eric said. And then we're already into bachelor season because from what I have heard, bachelor season starts filming on Monday, the 26th. So there are women already in LA, obviously, because they got to meet Zach tonight, but then some are arriving later on this week, which makes sense because they usually have to wait about three or four days once they arrive to get all their pictures done, their videos done, intros done, all that stuff. I have heard season starts filming on Monday night, the 26th. So get ready for that. And then we're we're right into Bachelor filming season. Now, like I said, every season is different. Remember when Gabby and Rachel's season was filming? Nothing got out. Like, absolutely nothing outside of, I think, Avon's one-on-one date in Belgium. And I think maybe a group date picture got out. But it was like, we knew nothing about this season. And then even when the season started airing on July 11th, I didn't know any details. But then, you know, I get told every season, oh, you know nothing, you have no spoilers, blah, 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 nobody listens to you anymore. And then by the end of the season, I give you everything, and people seem to forget that. But I can't tell you when I'm getting spoilers, just know I'm going to get them. It happens every season. Now, granted, it is frustrating, constantly being told you don't know anything, when it's just like, how many times do I have to end up giving you spoilers that, you know, you didn't think you were going to get? And you got them. So... All I say is just be patient. There might not be anything that gets out during Zach's season. Nothing. Because nothing got out during Rachel and Gabby's until they went to Belgium. Nothing got out in L.A. And then in Belgium. I mean, I didn't even know who the first impression rose was for Rachel and Gabby's season. That was like the first time in I can't remember how long that I didn't know who got the first impression rose until the promos for the season started airing. I might have it you know, a week into the season this year. I just, I never know. But I think you're more interested in who won and what the juice was behind the scenes than who got the first impression rose. So if I get it, obviously I'll give it to you. But I just, what I'm saying is I never know going into the season. I just know I'm going to get it. At some point, it's going to happen. So look forward to that uh, coming up as Bachelor, like I said, starts filming on Monday, the 26th. Did any of you watch Dancing with the Stars last night? It is absolutely clear who's going to be in the final three. And I know it's only one night, and you're going off, oh, Steve, well, those are the top scores. Yeah, but it's obvious who's going to make it. Gabby's making it to the final three. Wayne Brady's making it to the final three. And Charlie D'Amelio's making it to the final three. I know Selma Blair had a great score last night, but when the dances start becoming up-tempo and she has to move a lot quicker, it's just it's not going to work for her. Her MS... Obviously, she suffers from it, and uh, her story last night was heartbreaking to watch. She had a great dance behind it, but it was a slow dance. 
you know they had the foxtrot last night and it was it was perfect for her where she's at health wise but her doing a kick step I, it's just she says she doesn't have a lot of feeling in her leg and her muscles freeze up i, I just don't know how she's going to make it this whole season i mean something tells me Selma Blair is going to have to bow out at some point just for health reasons and you know better to be healthy then go through this and, you know, make something worse or whatever the case may be. But I hope she fights through it as much as she can. But would I be surprised if at any point during this season, Selma Blair has to drop out? No, I wouldn't be just because this is going to be really tough on her physically. And while last night's dance was great. Um, yeah, I just don't see her getting to the, uh, getting to the end, but it's clear. We all know Charlie D'Amelio as she's got 147 million followers on TikTok. As long as those people are voting, She's going to win. There's just no way. Nobody else is close to her popularity in terms of social media following. Gabby's not even at a million Instagram followers, and Charlie's got 147 million people on TikTok, not to mention she's been dancing since she was one. Like, hey, come on. But, I see, I'm not mad at it. I know people get upset every season about these ringers that they bring in. But they have to have good dancers on. You don't want to. You don't want sixteen people who have never danced before and have two left feet because that really wouldn't be a great show to watch. You kind of got to have a mix, and we've seen the mix. Gabby, while not a trained dancer, she's got rhythm. That's the biggest thing when you watch Dancing with the Stars is you can tell who just can pick stuff up because they've danced before in their life, even if it's not ballroom training. The fact that Gabby was a dancer for the Denver Broncos and she's done ballet in the past, it's just easier for someone like that to pick it up. And I've got no problem with Charlie being on the show and Gabby being on the show. Wayne Brady obviously um, has some sort of dance background because he was really good last night. Those three are going to be in the final three. Uh, There's just no way, and it'd be a major upset if they weren't. And the fact that they've changed the rules, whereas – People in the bottom two are now voted on by the judges to stay. The judges are never going to get rid of Wayne or Gabby if they end up in the final two. And we know Charlie's never going to be in the final two because she absolutely killed it last night. I mean, she's a pro dancer. She she was in Derek Huff's ABC special doing the Johnny and baby dance from Dirty Dancing. It was Derek Huff and Charlie D'Amelio. Like, she's going to win this. Sorry, she's got 147 million followers. As long as 10% of them vote, she's going to win. And I guarantee more than 10% are voting for her. Trust me. But yeah, I, but, but again, I have no problem with it. I'm fine. I'm fine with her winning. I'm fine with her. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a great experience for Gabby. It, it is fun to watch people improve over the season. You're not going to see too much improvement out of Charlie because she's already great. Gabby will improve. Wayne will improve. I just, they don't have the following and the social media presence to overtake Charlie. It's just, it's just really not going to happen. So a little pop culture here. I haven't read the full story, so I'm not going to sit here and say I know all the details. However, I did see circulating on line yesterday that a influencer came out and delivered a TikTok story that has been seen by seven and a half million people in the first 12 hours in regards to the fact that she's saying she had a year-long sexual relationship with Adam Levine from Maroon 5, who obviously we know is married to Bahati, 
They have children together. Bahati's pregnant again, I think, with their third. And this woman came out and said, hey, here it is. Now, obviously, putting her name behind it, and I don't know if she attached receipts yet, but she said she's got all the receipts that she needs. You know that, especially someone like Adam Levine, who's loved by women everywhere, what are women going to do? They're going to shit on the girl who came forward and said, I've been in a sexual relationship with him. It's just natural because women hate women and women love to bring other women down. And that's no different than what's happening in this situation. I have not seen this girl's receipts. I just know that she came out and told this story. All I'm going to say is this without knowing anything. I know people have their biases and I know people can't be objective when it comes to certain things. But is it really, really, really all that surprising that one of the best-looking men in the history of the United States right now, not to mention formerly People Magazine's most sexiest man alive, is it really hard to believe that a lead singer, a very popular, good-looking lead singer of a very popular group, runs around on his wife? I, I, I know there are some people that still live in la-la land when it comes to celebrities and think that none of them cheat because they're married and have kids. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. But this is about the least surprising news ever. It just, they live, you can't compare it to your life. Oh, how can he cheat on Bahati? You can't look at it that way. They don't live the same lives that you and I do. These people are coddled. They have all the money in the world. They can make any problem go away with money. I don't know what to tell you, but... When I saw the story, I'm like, eh. it's just a shrug. It's like, okay. Wow. Surprising. A celebrity cheated on his wife. Color me, color me shocked. Cause I, that was sarcasm. Now it will get interesting. If this woman starts releasing receipts, I, cause I don't think she did yet, but Again, just because she is a no-name, she's not anybody really all that famous. I think she has like 350,000 followers on TikTok or something like that, Instagram. And Adam Levine is super popular, and everybody loves him. It doesn't mean that she's wrong. It takes a lot of balls for her to do what she did because you know she's getting it left and right from women all across the world saying, why are you trying to ruin his marriage? Why are you doing that? She has every right to tell her story. As long as it's true, I don't know enough about the story, but I have a hard time believing she would come forward on TikTok with something like this if none of it was true just for attention because that attention will get her sued by Adam Levine. And I doubt she wants to go through that, so we'll see. We'll see what comes of this story. I just want to wrap up with this. Yesterday I went over uh, some sports news from over the weekend in the NFL. I said it was just the weekend of comebacks. The Jets came down from down 30 to 17 with less than two minutes left. The Ravens were up three t- touchdowns in the fourth quarter. They lost, got outscored 28-3 in the fourth. The Raiders were up 20 to nothing at halftime against Arizona. They lose in overtime. The Jets and the Ravens, like I mentioned yesterday, for everything that happened, I don't know if you understood <laughs> How rare that was and what happened in those games. I have the stats now. I knew they were crazy. They're crazier than I even thought. So I said the Jets, when Nick Chubb scored a touchdown with under two minutes to go, the Jets had no timeouts left, and they were down 30-17 to because 
the Browns kicker, Cade York, uh, missed the extra point. Did you know that in the last 2,229 NFL games where a team led by 13 points with less than two minutes to go, they won? It was the first time in 2,229 games that a team blew a 13-point lead with less than two minutes to go. Five things had to go wrong for the Browns, and or five things had to go right for the Jets for that to happen, and all five of them did. One, Nick Chubb had to score a touchdown rather than stay in bounds. Two, the Browns had to miss the extra point. Three, the Jets, when they did get the ball, had to score a touchdown. They did. Four, they had to recover an onside kick. Five, they had to get a touchdown again and make the extra point. And they did all five of those things. It's the only way the Browns lose that game. Five things had to go wrong and they all did. The last team, like I said, 2,229 and oh, last 13, uh, the last time, the last um, 2,200 times a team was up with 13 points with less than two minutes to go. The last time someone blew that, the Browns, 2001. I think it was like week nine of 2001. Oh, Browns, I'm so sorry. And then the other game, Ravens, up three touchdowns, 35-14 in the fourth quarter. The last 711 games where a team in the NFL was up 21 points or more in the fourth quarter, they had won. Well, not after Sunday. Now it's 7-11 and 1. Just absolute bonkers. And for that to happen on the same Sunday, I mean, maybe those things happen during the course of a season, but to happen on the same Sunday, coupled with the Arizona comeback down 20, nothing on the road at the Raiders. You can't explain this stuff. It's why it's why I will always say it. I've said it for years. Sports is the best reality show on television. You can't tell me otherwise. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Enjoy the finale tonight. I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about tomorrow. And don't forget in an hour, I'm going to be releasing some information about Zach's season on my website, realitysteve.com, so go check that out. I will notify you when it's up on Twitter and my Instagram stories. So thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate it, and I will talk to you tomorrow. See you!